I'd like to continue this conversation. The big picture, Jay Hatfield's with me, Chief Investment Officer, Infrastructure Capital Management. So I think about the American people, right? They've been plagued with higher prices for everything, um, you know, just after COVID. And now they're using their credit cards more and more than ever. And these credit card rates, which are already astronomical, are heading higher. At some point, it's all going to catch up. They're buy now, pay later. They used a lot of that over the holidays. It's all going to catch up to them. Um, if they keep trying to put things aside, auto payments, we're seeing um, already some delinquencies there, and people are turning to credit cards. It's a tough time for folks. Jay, what do you think about the Fed's move here today? Thanks for having me on, Nicole. We um, think that today's um, statement, at least, we'll see what happens in the conference uh, call, is um, neutral. So we did keep the ongoing rate increases, but at least the Fed mentioned there's been somewhat of an improvement in inflation. So that's a pretty, pretty um, weak statement. We think we're actually in a deflation, but the Fed is very hawkish. So at least tip their hat. And that's why, you know, the futures are, you know, relatively flat. Now they're rallying a bit. But the ongoing was negative, but the somewhat eased is positive. Yeah, and you know, things have been trending at least in the right direction overall. Um, you know, housing prices have been coming down. Oil prices have come down. I mean, we've seen oil seven negative months, so well off the highs. But people have felt um, their wealth hit. I mean, for the folks on the lower end, I mean, they just see it right in their day-to-day -day costs. For those on the higher end who own homes and have accounts, they've been, the home prices have gone down. Their wealth and their 401ks have come down. So there's this wealth effect that people are feeling a little jittery here, but I will say things seem to be going in the right direction. My concern, too, is about recession going forward. Tell me what you think. If the Fed continues to raise rates, which is their plan, to low growth, and then unemployment is likely to rise. That is what the Fed is planning on. Well, that's a great question, Nicole, because that's the tricky thing about this cycle, is that we believe that there won't be a significant recession, really because of pandemic tailwinds. Most importantly, a shortage of housing and autos, because that's normally where big layoffs occur. But in terms of trading the stock market, to your point, we think there's gonna be fears of a slowdown, particularly after earnings season. First quarter GDP normally prints 2% below the average for the year. So in other words, it's miscalculated. So we're, we think the market's gonna be range bound the first half because of fears of recession. We don't think we're gonna have a significant recession. The Fed will eventually pause, not until May in our opinion, which is validated by the statement. So we think things will be dicey through May but that's where you may get the rally. Our target is 4,500 uh, for year end based on 18 and a half times 2024 yeah. earnings. Right, understood. So um, at the end of the year, if you're at 4,300, that's 225, 4,500 in the S&P would be uh, earnings per share estimates of 245, right? So right. the idea here, um, as we look at what's gone on, you had the Santa Claus rally, right? So you had people, that's always the first indicator. Then you had the first five days of January that were looking good. And now you had a winning January with the S&P up over 6%, the NASDAQ up over 10.5%. The January effect, is it a real you? think the first half will be a little bit range bound and then we move higher and in what sectors do you see more strength than others 
Well, I think that in terms of sectors, it's also, you know, based on this sort of first half, second half. So in December, we are recommending preferred stocks and REITs. And the reason for, the, for that is that, as you're indicating, both those sectors were hit hard last year, but are interest rate mm -hmm. sensitive. So we think in the first half yeah. of the year, yeah. those will outperform. NASDAQ could get a hit if we're right about these growth slowdowns. And of course, we have big tech earnings, which could be volatile. So we think it's lower risk to play the recoveries on the interest rate side. So preferred stocks are flagship funds over up over 17%. They're lower volatility, senior to common. So we'd be a little bit more conservative the first half. And to your point, we might have just gotten sort of this snapback rally and it may fade after earnings season. Right. Uh, the vote was unanimous. I think that's worth noting. Did you expect any dissenters in there or someone to say, hey, we should do 50 basis points and rip the Band-Aid off? Well, I wasn't really expecting that. Powell's a great politician, so I'm sure he appeased all the members of his of the uh, board. Um, it, it will be interesting to see uh, Vice Chair Brainerd made some pretty dovish comments recognizing that maybe the failed Phillips curve isn't really determinant in this cycle, which is what we believe. So perhaps she will, from behind the scenes, temper Powell's normally uber hawkish statements, so be the voice of rational rationality. But that remains to be seen. And last time I was on, you know, the market is actually up a lot. And then when Powell starts speaking, it, it tanks. So it's obviously going to be a huge volatility uh, event when he starts to when he gives a statement and answers oh, the questions. Yeah. Right, we always call it the white knuckle ride. We're on this roller coaster of the Fed, and you know the the old story here is don't fight the Fed on Wall Street. Um, so we're we're listening to every word. Jay, it's wonderful to see you. Thank you so much, Thanks. Jay Hatfield, Chief Investment Officer, Infrastructure Capital Management. Thank you.